0: Thank you. Oh God, to so preach your word instant in season and out of season, Lord oh God. Let there be a pouring like never before, Lord oh God, like in the day of Pentecost, oh God. As you said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Oh God, we ask you to fill all this place this morning. Fill our hearts, oh God. Fill our minds, oh God. Help us, Lord oh God, to get caught up in you. Lord God, we actually want to be done in this place this morning. Oh God, as we worship you, oh God, as we give you all the glory, as we give you all the honor, oh God, as we magnify your name. Oh,
1: hallelujah. Come on,
0: church, let's take a few more seconds. Let us praise God this morning because our God is great and great to be praised. There is none other like him, there is good to come here. He is the world. He is the universe.
1: Come on and bless the name of the Lord in this house. Come on and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, it's time to worship him. If you know that he is the center of it all, Come on, let's put our minds on Jesus this morning. Glory to your name, God. Glory to the one and only bless your name, Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. glory. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning It will always be. It's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. At the center of it all, at the center of it all see, Say Jesus be the center of Jesus be the center, my center of my life. Always, always it's always been you, Jesus. 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 Call His Jesus.
2: Which is, which was, which is to come. Jesus, is all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. Somebody make it about Jesus. Somebody make it about Jesus this morning. It's all about Him. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the ending. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God, my God, my God. It's all about him. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, how I love that
3: name. Oh, we thank God for his goodness this morning, his mercy, his kindness, and his love. Amen. We're so grateful that the Lord Jesus Christ can be the center of our life. That the Lord Jesus is the center of the church that we're a part of. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody grateful this morning to the Lord? I'm grateful. Listen, no matter what's going on, no matter the challenges that we face, I take solace knowing that Jesus is in control. That Jesus reigns and that Jesus is on the throne. I take solace in knowing that Jesus sees everything and he knows everything. And he all has all, powerful, all power to control everything. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness. Praise singing. The praise singers, they're on fire this morning. They were on fire this morning at 9 a.m., and they on fire this morning at the 10.30 a.m. service. Let's thank God for them. Let's thank God for them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, Brother Ethan, we might have to make Brother uh, brother Tom a part of praising. If you ever get close close enough to Brother Tom, you singing a song like Brother Tom, like... He starts singing. I mean, singing for real. He's not just singing just to sing and go along with the flow. I mean, he's singing his heart out. (laughs) So you all might have to recruit him and figure out how to utilize Brother Tom because he's serious about his singing. He's serious about his singing. I mean, he's singing He's singing this morning, Jesus be the center. I mean, he's blowing it up back there. And I just kept my head straight because I didn't want to interrupt his flow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna go before the Lord in prayer this morning. We have plenty of prayer requests. Uh, continue to pray for Miss Joy, uh, that God will touch on her, her body and heal her. Brother Chubby, Jr. and his mom. Pray for Sister Patrice. She's experiencing a little bit of, you know, um, issues in her shoulders. So keep her, keep those people in your prayer and the prayer list that we have that we've been running. Amen. Rohan, my buddy, keep Rohan in your prayer. I love Rohan. I love him and I miss him. Keep him in your prayer. Good, good, good young man. And so I love Rohan and I just hate to see him going through and um, what he's struggling with in his body. But pray for him. God has brought him through a mighty long way and I believe God will continue to keep him. So keep him in your prayer. And pray that God will do something mighty and magnificent in his life and in our service today. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for bringing us together one more time. We're all gathered together, whether we're in this building, Lord God, or we're viewing via live streaming, Lord Jesus. We're gathered together as one body, looking to you, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith that, Lord God, your will be done in every one of our lives, in our homes, in our families, Lord God. We're praying this morning and asking that there will be a divine visitation, Lord God, of your presence and that you will move on us in a way, Lord God, that will transform us a little bit more. I pray, Lord Jesus, for those who are sick in their bodies, that you will heal them, Miss Joy, J.R., his mom, uh, Patrice, Lord God, I pray that you will touch them in their body, Lord, and heal them, Lord Jesus. Brother Chubby, touch him and heal him, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, for Pansy Cummins. Touch her and heal her, Lord God. Winston Hilton, touch his body, touch his mind, save his soul, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Almighty God, that you will be glorified in this service today, that you will be magnified in our service today, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity, and we praise you you in jesus name let everyone say amen amen Amen. it's offering time if you would get your offering in your hand we are going to have special offering this morning and we had it this one at 9 a.m and we are going to do it again because we're declaring the will of god and we want you to be blessed we want your family to be blessed and we want god to have his way in our finances as well as spiritually amen i want to make um mention of um uh say a big hello to dd Dee Dee. she's down in port st Lucie, florida dd Dee Dee was online viewing last week and she uh sent us a text message and just to you know comment on something dd we just want you to know that you're all good no big deal dd Dee Dee. we're just grateful that you're tuning in and that we can be a blessing to you so dd keep tuning in we know that you're down there listening and watching we love you and uh, we thank you for being part of christ-centered church also a big shout out to Winsome. Winsome is all the way in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and she was on in prayer with us last night. And so while we were in prayer last night, she tuned in. So Winsome, just want you to know we love you. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our service and to our family in New York. Amen. We just want to let them know we love them, our family. Uh, Brother Joe and his wife, Barbara, we love you all down in Port St. Lucie as well, and All of our friends just all across the nation and over the waters, our friends in Canada and just all that tune in to be a part of our service. We're honored that you can be a part and we're just so grateful that God has brought us all together. A big shout out to you and we want you to know that we love you and keep tuning in. Share the link with others. We know that the times that we're living in are different times and um, we just have to do everything we can to reach the loss in every way we can. So we just want you to continue to share our live feed with everyone and uh, get them to tune in. And hopefully we will be able to get back together in person, those of us that can. There will be some of us that will never get back in per- that will not get in person until they travel across the waters. Whether you're from Canada or you're from Jamaica or you're coming up from Port St. Louis, wherever you're coming from. We know you won't be able to join us all the time, but there will be a day when I'm sure you will come together with us. And for those of you that are local, we look forward to the day where we can be together again in the same place. There's a wonderful presence of the Lord that we're experiencing, and I want you to experience it and to be blessed as well. So we just want you to know we miss you and we love you. Get your offering in your hand. We're going to declare what we know the word of God says. The word of God says in Job chapter 22, verse 28, the word of the Lord says upon the, I'm I'm sorry, the word of the Lord said that thou Shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. That's Job 22 and 8. And so, with that in mind, we're going to go before the Lord, get your offering in your hand, and we're going to make our statement of faith and decree. Are you ready? It didn't sound like you were ready. Are you ready? All right. That sounds better. Come on now. We got to do this together. All right. Let's go. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and it shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I am a tither, I bring my tithe today into your storehouse, therefore the enemy is rebuked, the curse is broken, I live under an open heaven, you pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances. Interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, my whole family saved and walking with God, perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessings. I am blessed going in, I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Those are all the scriptures that we have utilized to make this declaration. We are on solid ground biblically in the word of God as we bring our tithes and our offering into the storehouse that you will be blessed and that God will do what he has to do with your giving for the kingdom of God to be expanded. Father, we thank you for this privilege, this opportunity to bring our tithes and offering into the storehouse. Lord, will you guide us as we, Lord God, your stewards will know how to, oh God, use your finances for your benefit, Lord God. I pray this morning that you have your way and that you open up windows of heaven and pour out upon us, Lord. We thank you for this privilege and this opportunity. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. 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 We're going to have our musicians to come and minister in songs and let's worship the Lord together with them. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Scarlett and Brother Josiah. Brother Josiah graduated high school, and um, boy, this year has been so different. They had a virtual graduation, and so many other uh, schools have done the virtual graduation. And this this year has just been different. <laughs> it's been different to say the least, right? And so we thank God for Brother Josiah amen and, and i I said this privately, but I'll say it publicly, and that is you can spread the word that the kids in our church, you have to be a part of christ centered church now, not unless the Lord move on us differently, but if you're a part of christ centered church, if you choose after you graduate high school to go to a Bible college as opposed to a secular college, we will give you substantial or substantially more uh support financially. Then we, we will if you go to a secular college. So write that down, mark that down. So if you decide to go to Bible college, we're going to stand behind you all four years, and we'll support you all four years when you're in Bible college. If you do a secular college, we, we support you, we stand behind you, but we won't give as much in financial support. That's something, because we're, we're making a statement. It's a statement. And the statement is we want to see a lot more of our children go to Bible school because they're focused on Jesus and they want to do great things for Jesus. They want to learn the word of God. And, and let me tell you, Brother Darrell can testify to this. Um, Brother McFarland is a pastor in our district. And Brother McFarland went to a Bible college and he's working in the secular and doing great things. So don't think that if you go to Bible college, it means you can't get a good job secularly. Doesn't mean that. So uh, don't uh, discredit that. We want you to go to Bible college to learn the word of God. And when you come out for the first few years, uh, I'm sure you'll get you a good job because God is good and God will open doors for you. I'm sure you'll get a good job paying you good money, but hopefully your eyes will be on the prize to do something great for God. Amen. I, I keep mentioning little Isaiah Amen. Isaiah told his mom he want to be a pastor. Isaiah is what four, or five years old, somewhere around there. He tell his mom he want to be a he want right now he want to be a musician, and so he plays his his trumpet. But as but he already has his eye on being a pastor, so he's making it clear. And if we can keep that instilling him and just keep encouraging that man, that's 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 wonderful because you got to ask yourself, just like we keep thinking about plumbers. You know, who are going to be plumbers? Because if we don't have plumbers out, we're going to keep, you know, things going. I mean, electricians and, you know, all of the stuff that we go to school for. We go to school for all the stuff that we need. And that's right. And I support that. But I believe the word of God, the preaching of the word of God is the most essential, the most important thing that needs to be done in our world. Who is going to preach the gospel? So we need people to prepare themselves to go and preach the gospel. That doesn't mean you got to go to Bible college to be a preacher. I'm just telling you that's a good route to take if you have on your heart and your mind that you want to do something great for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Let's turn to Job chapter 7, verse number 17. Job chapter 7, verse number 17. Again, uh, thank you for being here this morning. We greet everyone all around uh, this nation and across the the waters, we greet you all in Jesus' name and thank you for tuning in. Amen. My good buddy Paul Brantley, don't know what he said yet since he tuned in, but every time Paul Brantley get on, you know he gives um, a, a great good morning, a great hello, and so it'll be interesting. I, I get I get done preaching, I check all of your comments. So those of you that are um, part of the service via live stream. Uh, as soon as I get done preaching, obviously, I, I, um, I begin to look um, at the comments you make while um, the preaching is going on. And so I, I love your feedback. I love your comments. I like I love your involvement. And so keep doing it. Keep sharing our live feed with your relatives and family and friends and neighbors. Um, that's how we're going to reach the world. The Bible says the gospel must be preached in the whole world. Then shall the end come. So we need to use every method we can use to preach the gospel everywhere, and so that's what we're endeavoring to do. Amen. Job chapter seven, verse number seventeen. Here we go. Last thing I think about is the glasses, but every once in a while, the glasses says I'm over here. Verse seven. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him, and that? Thou shouldest set thine heart upon him, and that thou shouldest visit him every morning, and try him every moment. Psalms 8, verse number 3. When I consider the heavens, or thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him... A little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thine hands. Thou has put all things under his feet. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 6 we'll read 6 through 9. But one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him. Or the Son of Man that thou visitest him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thine hand. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that He put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Verse 9, the final verse here. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. I mentioned this morning, uh, that passage of scripture, that's very important to look at in, 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 in the scripture, it says here that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels that the scripture also speaks of man, humans being made a little lower than angels. So it's safe to say Jesus being made a little lower than angels. What does that mean? He must be higher than angels, but he was made lower just like man, human, because he was like us, almighty God becoming man. And that's always important to realize that God became man for so many reasons. And when he became man, he was really man, because just like man was created from the dust of the earth, just like man was created a little lower than the angels. That's the same way Jesus came into this world. He was almighty God, but he was all man, just like any one of us. And so that's important to know how the scripture describes that he was made a little lower than the angels, just like us we were made a little lower than the angels and we will talk about that as we go into the word of god let's pray father thank you for your word thank you for this body of believers gathering together this morning to receive of your word and your presence we want to be transformed we want to be truly changed this morning we want to be who you want us to be help us today lord god for we will worship you and praise you we ask you to bless this service as you've already done so take it through to the end where blessings will just flow and our lives will never be the same again. We praise you, thank you, and honor you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I've entitled the message this morning, Divine Destiny, Divine Destiny, Divine Destiny. For a very long time I've heard it said, he is just a man like me. You may have heard it said, he is just the man like me. I agree. We are all just humans. We're all flawed people who are not perfect, who make a lot of mistakes and commit sin. The devil has made it his business to make us focus on the forbidden, the ungodly or weaknesses of others. So the next time you are being tempted to say he is just a man like me or someone says to you, you're just a man like me. Understand that the devil wants you to focus on the person's weaknesses or the person's flaws that you would feel better or even forget about your own weaknesses and flaws. The point I'm making here is none of us are better than any one of us. We're all in the same flesh. We're all susceptible to the same ills of this world. And so we don't have to treat each other like they're any different. Because we might be flawed in different ways, it doesn't make us any different. We're all flawed people. Somebody say amen. Being human does not exempt us from being great. Somebody need to tell themselves that. That, that I can be great. Somebody tell themselves that I can be great. There's nothing that, that is stopping you but you. You can be great if you want to be great. Nothing can stop you but you. You don't believe that. I'll preach long enough to hopefully get you to the place of believing that. It doesn't prevent being human. Doesn't pre- prevent us from error. From being foolish in our behavior. From making mistakes or even sinning. Because it comes with being human. You can't escape it. The only one that escape it is not here. And so you can't escape being flawed. You can't escape making mistakes. You can't escape doing foolish things. You can't escape sinning. Because you're human. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 2230 says, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. The prophet Ezekiel is prophesying what the Lord on oh God Almighty told him what to prophesy. And that's the Lord saying, I'm seeking a man that will make up the hedges that will stand in the gap that I can use to do some great things for me. But I couldn't find none. Why couldn't he find none? Because we're all flawed human beings and it's not easy for us to be able to walk in the divine, do the miraculous. First John one and eight, the Bible says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we really receive that word, we will stop side eyeing people. We'll stop looking at people like they're weird. I tell you all the time, after I realize we're all flawed people, nobody can surprise me about the actions of man. You can't come to me and say, you wouldn't believe it. People do it anyhow. You wouldn't believe it. it and they come to day. you wouldn't believe it. I'm just cool. And I'm just like, OK, what's up? And there's nothing, Stacy, that someone can tell me that I couldn't believe. And it happened because I understand we're flawed. I understand that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I understand that we do foolish things. I understand it. So you're not going to get me to say you wouldn't believe it. When you say he's just a man like me, you are stating the obvious. So if you want to state the obvious, go ahead. The question is this. What are you doing to overcome your weaknesses? What are you doing to overcome your flaws? What are you doing to overcome your mistakes and correct your sinful behavior that you may reach your destiny? And that's what we need to reason within ourselves this morning to understand. I know I'm flawed. I know I sin. I know I commit oh foolish behavior. I know I have errors in my ways. But what am I doing to overcome those things that I can re- reach my destiny. Because I'll never reach my destiny if I just use my flaws, my ineptness, my, my, the error of my way. If I just keep saying that and do nothing about it, then I'm in trouble. If I just keep saying it and never do anything about it, then I will never reach my destiny. But I want to admit where I am as a human, who I am as a human. And then I will begin to seek to overcome those things that I can reach my destiny. We meet people so often and they like to tell you these things that I just talked about. But then you see they're not doing anything to overcome them. It's like, it's like, I know God is still working on me, but you don't go to church. Brother D, we meet these people. God loves me. And, 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 and I know I got some flaws, just like we're all saying. And I trust that God's going to make the way for me. But you're not going to church. It means you're not doing anything to overcome these flaws, these the, these foolish behavior, these sins that we commit. We're not doing anything about it if we don't go to church. And if you want to be politically correct, if we don't go to service, church service, to worship the Lord and hear the word of God. Because nowadays when you, when you live streaming, everybody want to dissect everything that you're saying. Good. I'm glad y'all got it got it right now because people, trust me. Trust me, y'all know what I'm saying. Trust me. People see that stuff on there and they start saying, oh, so that's what they're saying around there. No, no, we don't want, we don't want no attention. We just want to serve the Lord, love the Lord, do what the Lord, we, I don't want no attention. Man, if we can do this with no attention, just don't look for no attention. Don't look for attention. When, when. Man, so much with this. When Jesus showed up, he wanted no attention from the very birth. No nice hospital. Priests and kings were born in nice, luxurious places. Poor old Jesus. He in a manger. He was on the DL, brother Sam, from the very beginning. And so if we're going to try to be like our creator, why don't we just... Ah, let me be in the cut. The only time I'm gonna be in the spotlight is when he pushes me in the spotlight. That's the only time we should, we should ever be in the spotlight is when he said, you gotta get out there and do what I want you to do. But other than that, we on a, we in a cut. We on a DL. Mm-hmm. Almighty God became the man Jesus Christ and sacrificed his life for our sins because no man was qualified. Not one man is flawless. Not one man is perfect. And not one man is sinless. The only sinless one is Jesus Christ.
2: The only flawless one is Jesus Christ. The only perfect one is Jesus Christ.
3: How can man do such amazing things? Be so great on one hand, yet so foolish on the other hand used mightily to do powerful things, yet allow himself to fall into temptation and even sin. Look at Abraham. He lied that his wife was his sister because he was afraid for his life. Look at Elijah. He hid in a cave because he was afraid for his life. Look at Peter, the apostle Peter. Ah, Look at Peter. He denied his creator, his savior, three times because he was afraid for his life. Peter walked on the water, Elijah did great things, Abraham did great things, but we can see flawness, we can see flaws in their life. And so we got to realize we are flawed people. People try to use that sometimes when they don't come to church. He's just a man like me. He is. And, and OK, so that's true. Now what? So the question is, how are you ever going to get saved? Yeah, he's just a man like me. True. But tell me which man that's not like you. That's going to get you saved. Figure it out. And I'll tell you, you'll never figure it out. Because Jesus is not here in flesh. Jesus is not walking the earth in flesh. Jesus left here his message for flawed
2: people to carry it out. For flawed people to preach it. And we will preach it with our flaws and all. I'm not preaching excuse for sinning. I'm not preaching excuse to just live crazy. I'm not preaching excuse for anything.
3: I'm just making sure you understand the reality of who we are as man. It's the reality. can't get out of it. All did great things. All used mightily, yet displayed cowardness. Lack of faith did foolish things, and even sinned. Yes, you are just a man like me. But we're all susceptible to the same behaviors. The psalmist who is quoted in the text referred to this. When I consider the heavens, this is how David had quoted it at, in Psalms. When I consider the heavens, what is man? Hmm. This word translate man denotes the weaknesses. And frailty of our nature and the word translates son of man points to man as formed of the dust of the ground. Yet there are aspects in which men is great. And the destiny for which God created him is a glorious one. Everything I just described to you about the frailty, the weaknesses, the flawedness of man, God still created us with a divine destiny. The sun, the moon, the stars, the heavens, waters, trees. You go on and on, and God is looking down at these frail, weak, sinful, all messed up men. And God is looking down and says, I'm always thinking about you. My eyes are upon you. And of all the things I created, I have a divine destiny for you. What is man that God should be so mindful of him? What is there that man, that, that, that man entitles him so much to notice, be noticed by the almighty God. Why has God placed him over the works of his hand? He seems so insignificant. His life is but a vapor that appeared for a little time, then vanishes away. Can you understand that when you compare all the greatness and the vastness of God creation, man is not so high up on the list of all the greatness, because if man get close to the sun, uh, the sun will burn us up. So we're not
2: that great. We're not that powerful. We're not that significant.
3: But God is always thinking about us. But God's eyes are upon us. And God has a destiny, a divine destiny for all of us. Yes, man, he is sinful and so unworthy, so much unlike God in his deeds and so revengeful. He is so prone to, to abuse his dominion that it may be well asked, why has God given him this dominion? He is so feeble. He is compared with other creatures, even of those which are made subject to him, that the question still may be asked. Why God has conceded dominion to him. When you considered the, the the tiger or the lion or or a polar bear. When you consider all of these things, the elephant, the big, strong animals that would just destroy us. And God has still saying, I gave you dominion over them. I gave you rulership over them. Why would God consider that and give us that when comparing to all of that, we are minuscule. Mm -hmm. Such question may be asked when we contemplate man as he is. Why was one so feeble and so comparatively without strength placed over this lower world and the earth made subject to his control? Why is it that when the heavens are so vast and glorious, God has taken such notice of man? When I looked on the heavens and surveyed their greatness, and their glory is the sentiment of what David was writing. Why is it that man has attracted so much notice and that he has not been wholly overlooked in the vastness of the works of Almighty God? We should have been overlooked in all of God's creation. But of all of God's creation, he's thinking about us. His mind is on us. He's looking at us. Of all his creation, it's us. My God. Why is it that he has been exalted? Talking about man, so much dignity and honor has been placed upon him by his creator. What is man that he should have attracted the attention of God and been the object of God's desire and care? What significant it gives to our life. When we reflect that the infinite God thinks about us and cares for us. Stop for a second, church, and begin to realize that you became or you will become significant when you understand who you are. It's only when you understand who you are that you will, you will realize your significance. We're not realizing who we are. Therefore, we don't understand our significance, and we just play ourselves out. Use some old-time terms. We play ourselves out. You know why we play ourselves out? Because we don't know who we are. You know why we play ourselves out? Because we haven't checked with God to find out who are we. We've played ourselves out. And the only way we will realize our significance in this world is when we look to Jesus Christ. When we look to the Creator, He will allow us to understand how significant we are. But understand this, we're only significant when we place ourselves in His care. We're only significant when we now submit ourselves to Him. We're only significant when we allow Him to be the center of our life. We're only significant when we allow Him to guide us and order our steps. That's when we become significant. Listen to me, church. Everything that we do will one day disappear. It won't matter the money you earn, the house you live in, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the money you have. One day it will all mean nothing. It will all be gone. The only thing that will ever last is what you do for Christ. The only thing that will, all, that will ever
2: matter is what you do for Jesus Christ. You know why? Because He's the everlasting God. You know why? Because He can't die. And only what you do in Christ will live on forever. That's what we need to do uh, is be in Christ. That's where you become significant. You have a divine destiny, church.
3: And it wasn't given by you. You didn't pick it up. Your creator decided he had a divine destiny for you. We're poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon us. Not only is God's attention on us, but He also graciously visits us. Thou visitest Him. The word used indicates a kindly, a kind visitation as a physician visiting the sick. His visitation preserves our spirit. His visits light and refresh our joy. His visits encourage us and increase our faith. His visit is redemptive to us. Man's nature is intellectual. He can reason and, re, re, uh, and reflect. He receives the unique spiritual nature of Jesus Christ. When he is born again. The nature. That you have before you're born again. Is useless and meaningless. And it's not until you get the unique nature of Jesus Christ in you. Which is the Holy Spirit. That your life now becomes meaningful. His body is the vesture of which God took from the earth. The spirit in man that communes with the spirit of God enables man to be moral. He can understand and feel the evil and the morally wrong, the majesty of the morally right and the goodness of the righteousness. His conscience speaks within him. He can love, admire, adore. He is capable of endless progress. Nothing that God created is like man. No matter how flawed, sinful, or insignificant man may seem, seem. God constantly is thinking about him and visits him. He has also given him dominion. Do you understand who you are as a human being? Do you understand that God is always thinking about you? Do you understand that God's eyes is upon you? Do you understand that God values you? And the only time you will have value is when you understand that God values you. Truly thou madest him a little lower than the angels, a little uh, less divine, a position of kingly majesty and authority in this world. Thou crownest him with joy, with glory and honor. The figure of, uh, of coronation is intended to set forth the royal majesty which was set upon man as a kingly crown. Amongst creature in the world, he, man, is royal in his faculties, his capabilities, uh, and his position because the Lord set him so. Man has failed to realize his true identity. And that's why we're struggling and suffering because we have failed to recognize our true identity and our destiny. But now we see not yet all things under him. There's a certain way things are supposed to be in this world, but because we allow our dominion to escape us, we gave it up. Things are out of order in our world. Our, our world, the, the order of our world, has been defiled by us because of our rebellion, or rejection, or disobedience to the Creator. Now we we're all confused, and we can't get things right. And we're trying our own intellect, and our own understanding, to get things right, but we can't get it right. Why? Because we don't understand who we are. We have not claimed and begin to exercise who we really are as humans. It is. Unmistakably clear that at present time, man's sovereignty in this world is not complete. The scepter has slipped from his grasp. His dominion is contested. He has to contend against the creatures that were put in subjection unto him. The forces of nature sometimes scorn his authority and defy his power. Sin has discrowned him. He has lost his purity, therefore has lost his power. We have lost our power. God gave us rulership in this world, but we're not handling ourselves like we did. And I'll tell you how you know. In this present condition, he is far from realizing his glorious destiny. We don't even realize our destiny. Man can only realize his divine destiny when he sees Jesus. Man can only realize his destiny when he sees Jesus. Man can only exercise his dominion in this earth when he sees Jesus. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Lord. We're trying to exercise that dominion that God gave us in the garden, but we defile ourselves and we lost our dominion because we came outside of God and started doing our own thing. But if we're going to reclaim our dominion, if we're going to seize and reach our destiny. We must see Jesus. What do you mean by that uh, preacher? We must see Jesus. What we mean by that? The life of Jesus Christ exhibit divine ideal for man. If you want to know how to have dominion, if you want to know how to live a successful life, if you want to know how to overcome sin, if you want to know how to operate in this world, you must see Jesus. You must see how Jesus lived while he was in this world if you want to overcome this world. Oh, you got to see Jesus. His death. And resurrection gives man power to reach up to that ideal of who Jesus is. Jesus voluntarily submitted to his humiliation and suffering and death that he might put away the sin which has robbed man of his crown and scepter in this world. His sacrifice. Vindicated the sin and unrighteousness of man and his blood has power to renew and sanctify the human soul. So those who become united to Jesus Christ in death and his resurrection by being born again of the water and of the spirit are delivered from sin and participate with him in his kingdom. There's a divine destiny for you. We see Jesus. The fulfillment of dominion in the earth mankind should display. We see Jesus who crowned with joy and honor and who demonstrated dominion that is superior to that of angels. The point of this is not that he suffered, not that he tasted death to every man, but that on account of this or as a reward for his suffering. He was crowned with glory and honor and that he fulfilled all the dignity and honor of man. Listen to me, church. Just like Jesus suffered and then he was exalted, when we suffer, it's all right because there's a reward coming. Our divine
2: destiny is at hand. Our suffering is just but for a moment because there's a day coming where we will reach our divine destiny that God has in store for us.
3: I close. We can only realize our destiny in Christ if we see Jesus. We must imitate him as the pattern of our life. We must live in a manner befitting the great hope which we have in him. With all the flaws of man, all the foolish behavior of man, and sins of man, God is always thinking about him. God visits him, and God still chooses him And uses him... Oh, that speaks of the awesomeness of God. We have put our eyes on man and says, how can he do this on one hand, but look at him on the other hand. And what you missed is what he was able to do, he was only able to do it in Jesus. And the stuff that he did foolishly and did wrong, he did that on his own. And if we look at our life, if we will just follow Jesus, we will keep doing it right. But if we will stop following Jesus, we are going to do it wrong. That's where the flaws show up. That's where the inconsistencies show up. That's where the sins show up because we won't follow Jesus. And if we don't follow Jesus and see Jesus, we will not reach our divine destiny. Stand with me. The life of Jesus Christ tells us what we will be when we remain in Christ. We have a divine destiny at hand. And we will only reach that destiny if we see Jesus And the Bible says that we must put on Christ. When we see Jesus and we put on Christ and we begin to obey Jesus, then we're on our way to reach our divine destiny. The flaws won't matter. The the foolish behaviors won't matter. The sin we commit, we will overcome them. Because we see Jesus. We're on our way to fulfill our divine destiny. In 1 John 3, 1 through 3, the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. All because he loved us, the title will change. You're not just a man anymore. And when somebody said, I'm just a man like you, say, yeah, but I've been born again washed by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And guess what? Because I've been born again of the water of the Spirit, I'm washed. Guess what? I am now the Son of God. I'm not just a man anymore. God has done something in me and to me, and I'm now the Son of God. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So you can say I'm just a man all you want. I'm the Son of God. Yes, if you've been born again of the warden of the spirit, you are the son of God or you are the daughter of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Our destiny church is to be like Jesus. Our destiny is to be like Jesus. And then if we're like Jesus, where he is, that's where we will be also. If we're like him, then where he is, is where we will be also. That's our destiny. Verse 3, and every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. If we want to reach our destiny We have to purify ourselves. We have to be born again of the water and of the spirit. We have to follow. We have to see Jesus and follow Jesus. That's how we're going to really reach our destiny. Any other way, we will not reach our destiny. Church, there's a destiny awaiting you. There's a destiny awaiting you. How about we... Go before the Lord. How about you lift your hands to the Lord right now? How about you just open your mouth and begin to ask God to touch you? Ask God to continue to transform you. Ask God to help you to be who you ought to be. How about we go before the Lord? Lift your hands to the Lord and begin to talk to Him this morning. Lift your hands to the Lord and begin to let the Lord have His way in your thoughts. Lift your hands to the Lord and begin to worship Him and bless Him. Oh, Father, have your way. Oh, God, have your way. In the, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
1: In the name
0: of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah.
1: Oh, hallelujah. Just lift our hands
0: all over the sanctuary this time. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, you're alone. Oh, God, are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just take a few more seconds.
1: Oh, hallelujah.
0: We thank you, Lord God. We worship you this morning, oh, God. Oh, we lift up your name this morning, oh, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, for dying for us, oh, God. We're so glad, oh, God, for this divine destiny this morning, oh, God. Knowing that we can connect it to you, God. Oh, Father God, we worship you this morning. Oh, we worship you, Lord God, this morning. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise your name. Just a few more seconds, church. Just a chance to connect with the Lord this morning.
1: Because
0: he's our divine destiny this morning. Hallelujah. He's the one that's coming back for us. He's the one that died for us oh we thank you jesus oh god we give you all the glory oh god we give you all the honor lord god we thank you jesus we thank you jesus oh hallelujah thank you lord come on let's just give the lord a of applause this morning oh hallelujah hallelujah it's our divine destiny this morning Oh, hallelujah. If there is someone out there this morning that want to give your life to God, or if you want to get connected to God in your divine mind, or you want to be spiritual with the Lord, if you want to give God your whole this morning, if you want to get baptized in His name, this morning we can get you baptized today. Oh, hallelujah. He died for us. We have that divine destiny knowing that He's coming back for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with us this morning. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for the man of God. Oh, God, for poor of heart this morning. Reminding us, oh God, that we have a divine destiny with you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all your blessings, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for all your love, oh God we thank you lord god for dying and calvary's cross for us oh god it's because of oh god the divineness that you have opened up for us lord god where we can connect with you lord god and we're so glad that we have the privilege to connect with you lord god we ask you lord god that you will bless us oh god as with this from this place we ask you to bless every person that is in this place those who are listening oh god be internet lord god that you will continue to bless them oh god and that day too lord god will have a taste of this divine destiny with you lord god we pray lord god and ask you to keep us and guide us dispatch your angel round about us as we travel lord god we ask you lord god that you will continue to protect us and keep us oh god let your hands be upon us oh god we give you all the glory Oh, God, we give you all the honor. We love you, Lord God. Oh, we worship you this morning. And we thank you, Lord God, for your many blessings in the mighty name. Come on, let's just give the Lord a round of applause because he's worthy to be praised. Oh, God, you're worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. The Lord bless you this morning. Stay connected with the Lord. We are in an hour where we need to stay connected more than ever before. And if we stay connected with the divine destiny that God allowed for us, we will not go astray. Amen. We love you all. We thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We thank you for being in the house of God this morning. The Lord bless you. Have a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.